Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is show number 81 and this week's guest is uh, James Guerin, the creator of Reality So Subtle Cameras and he comes to talk to us uh, about his cyanotypes and some of his cameras. Hey everybody, welcome back to the podcast. This is uh, show number 81, and uh, we have great guests this week, but first we have the man that needs no introduction, <laughs> the Sultan of Salt. <laughs> Why am I giving him an introduction then, right? So, Andrew, how are you? Hello, Corey. Uh, you I, I feel a bit of a fraud because I haven't actually made a salt print in at least six months, I think. But I, right. I've, I've, re- I've restocked my supply of silver nitrate. Yeah. So um, I think I was using the last, the first lot I made a year or so ago, I was using a solution of silver nitrate I bought from wet plate supplies. But I don't think I, I bought it because it seemed easy, but I, I think it wasn't mm-hmm. quite strong enough. It was the stuff they should they use for wet plate work and for salt printing. I think it needs to be a bit stronger. So I'm I'm hoping when I get to uh, coat some more papers soon, I'm going to get some slightly nicer results. And, cool. uh, but I'm only using I'm using original negatives, and we'll come on to talk about digital negatives yeah. later, later in the well, show. Everything comes in waves, you know. You do something for a little while, then you get saturated. With well, it. I'm doing lift printing now. To, lift, you know? yeah, lift, so. lift printing. I'm sure you're going to make your way back to salt printing. I will. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. I made a pinhole camera over Christmas, which is nice. Nice. That's good. And I hand cool. I hand I'm going into a competition with that James Gerin chap. I. Uh, I, I hand drilled a pinhole to la- laser precision. It was you right. should you should see it. <laughs> it's amazing. It huh? actually actually I I took I, I reckon it's about point four of a millimeter on a can which is about eighty or ninety millimeter deep, and right. uh, I did a test shot on paper negatives, and it's it's pretty it's pretty good, you know, cool. pretty good. For, yeah, for what for what I paid for it. <laughs> there you go. Cool. What have, right what have you been up to in the last two weeks? Then uh, I've been doing some shooting and some developing. I did uh, I did color stand development Ooh. actually with color chemistry. Did you? Room temperature, just let it sit. I didn't heat it up. I did absolutely nothing to it, but dump it in and dump it out. What? So the color stage. Mm-hmm. Whose whose chemicals were you using? I was just using the, I think it's the tetanol with the oh, yeah. uh, Blix and the, the mm-hmm. I mean, the developer and Blix. The fixer. Yeah. I did that one. Mm-hmm. So you didn't do it. And it worked. You didn't do it at the elevated temperature. Nope. And, ha- and, did, not. and did you, did you just what? use the developer made up as per the instruction? Because normally stand developing, you use a very dilute developer, don't you? I, yeah, I just, I pre-soaked it. I checked the temperature of my chemistry before I uh, did my pre-soak, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, and I got those two pretty close together, and I just pre-soaked it, dumped it out, dumped the chemistry in, normal solution, you know, mm-hmm. 45 minutes. With So no, agi- no agitation? 30 seconds in the beginning. So I guess okay. it's not a full stand. I guess technically it's a semi-stand or whatever. But No, I think stand development, normally you do a bit of agitation at the beginning. Yeah, in the beginning. Did that for 45 minutes, dumped it out. Dumped in the Blixer, uh, let that stand for 45 minutes, dumped it out, and then just really? uh, hung it up. 
Well, I, I put it in the uh, what's the last time I forgot what it's called in the stabilizer. Uh, the stabilizer, yeah, I did stabilize it for I don't know two minutes. So, what was the temperature and temperature of the chemicals in centigrade? Uh, room room temperature in centigrade, I'd say it was five thousand. <laughs> I don't know, 30, let's see, 32 zero. Nineteen or 20 degrees is about 68 yeah. Fahrenheit. Yeah, it was, it, was, uh, it was about that, yeah, 66 or 67 or something like that. So why, yeah. why, why is the answer? There's a question. Why not? Where did you get the idea to do stand developing who, in colour? I want to say it was um, Neil, Neil Piper, really? I think was we were talking about it and he said something about it. Okay. And I was like, Oh, you can't do it with color. You have to use a, uh, one of those, uh, fancy French cooker things, you know, that you shove, that you pull out of your cupboard and you heat up the water and keep it at the same safe temperature or your film. Well, will melt, yeah, I mean, you I, know? I, 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 your film will spontaneously combust if you don't, you know, <laughs> keep it at the, at the exact temperature the whole time. Well, it's interesting, isn't it? Yeah. So I don't know, really. I, I, I've used the technical kit and most recently I've used the Cinestil kit. The Sinistil kit is really easy to use. The times are very short, uh, but you do have to get it up to, uh, you know, 39 degrees C, which yeah. is a, a hundred. 72? Oh, no, no it's, yeah, 101 or it's, a hundred and, it's a hundred and something, hundred and bonkers yeah. in your language. Yeah. You're right. And, you know, so I don't have one of those fancy cooker things either. I just, I, don't need I just do it in a plastic bowl. And to be honest, once you get the temperature there, it tends to stay there. And and the uh, the batch of chemistry I'm using is the first batch. It's still the first batch I ever made. I mixed it in 2018. <laughs> well, I'm still developing color with it. <laughs> okay, and you think you're getting true color representation to you, or you're getting weird color? I never said I was trying to achieve true color representation. I just okay. I like it because it mutes everything. It's not too bright and vibrant, you know. Okay. I gotta mm -hmm. scan it. Then I'll, I'll put them up when I scan them, and everybody can Excellent. make their own decision. You know, and just okay. was something for fun. I had a roll of film. I didn't know. I forgot what was on it. It just said uh, "reality yeah. so subtle pinhole RSS pinhole" on it. So I had totally forgot what was on it. So I said, "I'm just gonna try it." You know, and just did it. Okay. Yeah, it worked. It was fun. You should try it. No, well, it sounds a bit rebellious to me. <laughs> Talking of uh, reality, so subtle cameras, are you going to introduce our guest? Yes, can you do it? Do you want me to do it? Yeah. You well, do we're it. very pleased to welcome back James Guerin from Reality So Subtle. How are you doing, James? Hey guys. Hey. I'm good. And you've been out hey, for a nice, man. a nice Sunday afternoon walk. Yes. <laughs> is the weather is the weather nice and sunny in your bit of France? No, it's. It's, it's a little overcast, but it's it's mild. It's like um, what is it? Maybe twelve degrees. It's it's pleasant. Yeah, you know. similar. Yeah, I've not been out yeah. anywhere. I thought about going out somewhere. I thought about just listen to your. Uh, sorry, go on. sorry, just listen to your, your developing yeah. there on the the. I do it. I do it the exact same way as, as you, Andrew, with the plastic bowl, and yeah, it um. It's easy to maintain the temperature like that. I find as well. It's just it's just getting used to it, you know. What chemicals well, are you using, James? Yeah, the yeah, the technol as well. Well, I, that one. so I bought from uh, Bristol Cameras, and I think they import it from Photo Impex in Berlin. The Sinistil kit, James, and 
Right. I've used both now, and I will. I, I don't think I'll go back to the technol. That's for sure. So, um, okay. in terms of just the developing times, you start off with the first film about three and a half minutes. Yeah, and then that's right, and then after that, yeah. it's uh, yeah. But the technical kits talk a lot longer than that. Um, no, the technical kit I have is three minutes fifteen for developing at a. Oh, is it? I thought it was longer. Three. No, oh. and then it's four minutes the blick. Yeah, but then uh, yeah. the technical times. Once you get into the uh, ten, twelve, fourteen, the times go quite a bit longer, don't they? Yeah. Oh, when you come down in temperature. Yeah. Well, just for the number, just for the number yeah, of films, I, I thought. Oh, okay, no, no, no. I've, um, I think I've got nearly eighty films out of uh, the first batch. Of eighty. Films, so. so he's gotten eighty out of them, yeah. and I'm nowhere near that. So, but I, but I was, sh I was shooting loads of slit scan, like I'd shoot a roll in ten minutes. <laughs> so loads and loads right. of rolls to okay. develop. Well, uh, yeah, um, okay. Well, maybe there's not so much in it. The, the, the cine still stuff you can now buy in powder form, which is probably a bit easier for shipping and stuff as well. But anyway, yeah. uh, so you're not tried there's this. You're not tried stand. Different ways. <laughs> you've not tried stand development then uh, for color, James. No, no that, sound, that sounds a bit like, bonkers hey, to me. Like <laughs> <laughs> I've tried it. I tried it a couple of times with black and white. It never ever worked for me. Stand development. That's the only thing I do. Now with black and white is stand development. Really? No, yeah, that's it. Yeah, I've had um, what look like I haven't really done much printing with the negs yet. I've had what look like great results with Caffanol CL, which is the Caffanol version of the formula, which is designed for stand developing. And the neg, the five by four negs I've got look look great. I've not done any more because I want to make prints first to see, uh, but I can't see any uneven streaking in the in the in the areas of plain tone which sometimes i used to get some streaking and uneven development which which can be a common fault but you know yeah yeah i used to get when i did it with 35 millimeter i used to get like yeah. where, where the sprockets are i used to bleed into the i picture. think stand development with 35 millimeter is is a bit tricky it's pro i think it's okay. probably better suited to the larger formats but hey you know what yeah. do i know yeah so what so you, James, what have you been up to? Yeah, guys, were you going to say the same thing, Corey? What have you been up to since exactly we last since we last either. spoke to you? What a year yeah, ago or more? Yeah, it's over a year now. Yeah, I was looking at uh, your website, which hasn't changed. But if anyone's looking for it, uh, the address has changed. But the new address is on James. Yeah, actually, just today yeah. I got. I, the redirect is working now, so if you go if you go in through the old uh, name or Premier Plan, it'll redirect automatically. Uh, to the it wasn't system. earlier today because so, I went on to I was using the old Premier wasn't. Plan thing, and it just says <laughs> we don't know who you're yeah. trying to reach. Yeah. You're clearly trying to reach. You're trying. Yeah, you're yeah, clearly yeah. trying to reach a porn site, so we're not going to let you. That's what it said <laughs> to me. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So well, it's working now because yeah. Uh, yeah, I got got an email when I was out walking and oh. uh, said. They had resolved it, so I checked mm -hmm. it, and it's yeah, it's it's good. Looking now. at it now, you're up to uh, a six by six with an F, a six by nine with the filter, the six by twelve, you know, with that with the filter, six by seventeen with the filter. We won't talk about yeah. the the four by five and the eight by ten. Well, <laughs> but you've well, the eight by ten, I still it's probably 
it's, well, it's my favorite camera to shoot of mine. The four by five, but uh, the four by five, I, I have one as well, and I like it, but I don't like making them. So, yeah. what I said I was going to do, I'm, I'm collecting a list of names, and if people. If people want one, they can contact me, and when the, when that list gets long enough, I'll I'll make right, them. That's right. Uh, so mine isn't going to be a collector's item then. Maybe. <laughs> Who knows? I might I might say no. I'm actually not going to make them again. Right. I've got projects on, and uh, I I'd rather spend put my energy into that. To be honest, uh, so I, I wanted to just make a bit of space and. Yeah. I enjoy um, I enjoy using that awesome eight by 10 pinhole camera you sent me with that, um, the, oh, yeah, the, uh, yeah, yeah. that was a prototype, wasn't it? I think that you made, you made. Yeah, that was the first one. Yeah. And I've only, yeah, the, I had to go and buy a, uh, an eight by 10 sheet film holder, which nearly bankrupted me. But once I, <laughs> I <was gonna> say. <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was lucky. I found five and they were, they worked out like at about $20 each. So I bought five of them for a hundred dollars. Oh, you're lucky and, to find uh, one for that price. I paid, I paid the big customs fee on them. Yeah. Uh, anyway, so I've got one and I've, I've used it with the x-ray film a few times now and I love the results. Uh, I don't get such clean results as you've got, but that may be because I can't be bothered to wash the negatives much, you know? Mm. What do you mean to to, to pre wash? Yeah, them I don't perhaps wash them enough. To you get some funny. Well, I just I, sorry, go on. Yeah, so no, I just let them. I just let them sit in a in a plastic container of water, like so. I let the first one sit for five minutes, and then when I'm developing that one, I I stick another one in, oh, so I kind of have a system well, like a good that. Idea. So by the time I have one developed, the next one is ready. You know. Right. Okay. Um, and I was, with the x-ray film yeah the double-sided stuff okay. yeah, yeah. Okay. It, the pre-wash is very important well yeah. it, it just i think it just softens up softens up the the emulsion so that the developer can get at it uh, easier and even you just get more consistent right. results yeah. i've had some weird weird results when i haven't done much of a pre-wash and sometimes i quite like those results but uh, we'll see yeah. yeah you get some kind of uh cloudy effects it's like there's there's clouds where they shouldn't be <laughs> but i figure well if i'm going to use these negatives in some kind of alternative process particularly if i'm brushing liquid emulsion on onto something i'm not too worried really but uh, yeah you know yeah 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 yeah, yeah. So, so what's uh What's new coming down the pipes, James? Got anything that you want to let us know about? Or is yeah, it... I do. Uh, um, have I'm hoping. Well, on the next batch of six by twelve, six by seventeen, the pano cameras, I have an improvement on the um, the loading because you know you know you have to kind of thread the film around that those two yeah. posts at the back or the front of the camera. Mm -hmm. So what I've done is um, I've machined a slit into that post. That you can kind of jam jam the the leader of the one twenty paper into, uh -huh. and that post that post is now rotating, so there's a bearing above and below. Right. And on the top plate, you know, the top plate where it has engraved the, the film path, mm -hmm. that um that shaft pops out of that plate, so you can just twist with your finger. So to load the camera now, you you just jam the jam the leader into the uh, into the post into that slit that I've machined into it and the slit has kind of a it's not a straight up and down slit it has a kind of a curve in the middle so it grabs the film the paper so then you just twist twist the post at the top mm. with an easy access 
to it. And then you just like the, the film has then gone around that post and then you just pull it out of the thing and, and pull yeah, it. Because at the moment, I've actually got my six by 12 in my hands. As you were talking, I just took the top off. It's been a while since it's been a while since I've shot with it actually, but actually loading is uh, you don't you don't want to try and do it in a hurry, but it's it's not so bad really, you know. Yeah, it's fine when you get yeah. used to it. But there's there's a a recent problem which has arisen. Uh, Zeb was on to me from Blue Moon, and the Kodak have changed some of their backing right. papers. More mm-hmm. on one of their papers, or all of their paper now has a kind of a much more, um, I don't know, a bit more grabby surface and it tends to grab on that, uh, on that pole. Is it that, because you've Mark, got the, Mark, as you put your film yeah. on the, on the existing model, James, I'm just looking at it now, you, uh, you, you, you push the film down under the first post, which is non-rotating in that little semicircular guide. Yeah. And then it comes up it, yeah, like, a, like half a little thing. half semicircular moon thing. Then it comes up over another mm-hmm. post, which has got some kind of rough, Roughish, cottony material wound around it. Yeah, yeah, it's, it's kind of it's, um, it's, like, it's wiring loom tape, but that the film is in contact with yeah. that post. Is that, so that's the bit that's grabbing? Is that the bit that, that that's bit that grabbing the Kodak uh, film? Is it? What what what's what's stopping? No, because that doesn't touch the the paper. That only that 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 surface the actually film. touches yeah, the film. Yeah, you're right. Of course so it does. Yeah, yeah, the surface is there to stop. The, the the post from scratching yeah. the film and it like, it. but the paper it's, it's because that post doesn't no. slide the paper has to just 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 um slide over yeah, the, it, you know because the, the post, post you've got these two rigid the two rigid posts that come into contact with the paper the one that sits above the little yeah. half moon things yeah they're they're going to okay. be rotating all right and they're in uh, they're in proper bearings like like uh, like the like the winding mm. uh, that winding knob, so that'll that'll be the 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 winding on will be even uh, lighter, you know. It'll be even oh. smoother. You'll have I'll, wait, I'll, wa- I'll watch with interest because I keep eyeing up the six by seventeens, yeah. but I yeah. think I'll wait until you've got the new design uh, out and ready. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah, so I'm gonna I'm gonna implement that from now on. But what I'm going to do as a kind of insurance is leave the old system there as well for the until I'm yeah you know happy happy with it. Right. So that you'll have the the best of all worlds you can load it one way or the other way mm. you know gotcha so yeah so i have that and i have um we spoke about it on the last podcast actually the 35 millimeter red scale camera yeah. i have a working i have a working prototype oh, now so wow. I just have some refinements to make on that and it's um yeah it's cool this one it's it's, it's really small and it has you know it's a double-sided camera so you can shoot um it has the same focal length on both sides, so it's fifteen millimeter with a point with a point one five uh, millimeter pinhole f one hundred. So you can shoot. So when you load your thirty five millimeter film, you can shoot through the front of the camera to do regular color, and you can turn the camera around and shoot through the back to shoot red scale. Uh-huh. So you don't have to re-spoon to shoot red scale. And so when you develop your roll, you have a mixture of color and red scale. Sorry, there's pinholes on both sides and a shutter mechanism on both sides. Yeah, yeah, oh, exactly. Cool. So that's that, yeah, that's take. The sh- the, you know oh, the, sorry, go, sorry, go ahead. No, you finish because I was gonna, I was gonna, I was gonna add. Okay. Something sprung into my mind about double-sided pinhole cameras, which I'll talk about when you're finished. But carry on, sorry, James. Okay, but what I was gonna say is, you know the, you know the little on your six by six 
uh, the reality six by six, you know, the little black shutter mm-hmm. pulse. So I have I have red ones now. So on the red scale side, it has a red awesome. shutter pulse. Ah, and, uh, that's cool. Yeah, so it's cool. So it's, <laughs> it's red scale without having to rewind yeah. your film. Yeah. yeah. And not, and you don't have to shoot a whole roll roll of uh, red. That's really such a clever thing, isn't it? Yeah, that's awesome. I'd, I'm gonna, I'd, I'm gonna have to get one of those. And yeah, and as well as that, you know, sometimes like F100, and if it's a sunny day and you've got like ISO 200 film, that you have to be pretty quick on the yeah. shutter. But when you shoot red scale, you have to, you know. Well, I I like to shoot it three stops yeah, me over. Too. Hmm. So, um, so that's it's just like an automatic, automatic ND filter for you. Ah, so then that'll, that'll give you an extra push it to three, four seconds, three seconds. No, what? yeah, well, if it was a sunny day, yeah, yeah, even a little bit longer than that, even right. maybe six. Ah, that's pretty cool, but uh, yeah, so that's um, that's something. I can't wait to see what it looks like. I bet it's small because I have uh, there's a guy from um named uh, Chris McNulty which he does the papercamera.co.uk he makes a little matchbox panel cameras you guys seen him maybe um anyways he no he, he sent me a few to mess around with uh and he sent me one that's together and it's really small I mean and it fits like with the two uh 35 yeah. millimeters on each end to take up in the actual film container I mean it's it's probably you know as long about the length of my mouse from my computer, my Apple mouse, you know. So it's, yeah. So well, I have it. I have it in my hand now, and I'll tell. I'm gonna. I'm having a look for my for my Olympus XA, and it's um. Hold on now, on my XA, it's longer than the XA. It's a little bit thicker than the XA, but it's the same. It's just just a little bit, maybe four millimeters higher than the XA. Do you, do you have the two so film cartridges small. exposed on the ends? Is that there is, or is it like an inside? Everything's inside. You put a lid on like a six by no, six. No, yeah, they're inside. Oh, that's they're inside. Cool. Awesome. Yeah. Although I like that. Uh, that I've seen that uh, the naked cartridge. I think it looks pretty cool. <laughs> I like that. Have effect. you got a a good frame counting system? Because that's often the problem with thirty five mil. Are you counting yeah, the clicks? I won't have counting, but I'll have a frame spacing, and that's. Um, that's what I'm working on now. These are these are the kind of refinements. Right. Wow. And I have like I have a I have a mech mechanism so that um, the wind on only winds one way. It can't wind back. If you know right. what I mean. And that you know that complicates things as well. Like that like 35 millimeter making a 35 millimeter camera is so much harder than making a six yeah. by six or uh, a 120 because you know the the back and paper yeah. and the, the window and you get you get away with so much more so then you can uh um, so then you could actually if you want to see if you want to see that picture of that camera i, I kind of snuck a, a picture into my uh instagram it's a it's kind of a multiple picture of my son louis looking at it and he has a camera in his hand and that's the that's that camera that's, i was just looking at that a few minutes ago and i was going like um, that might just be a six by nine but that's uh... yeah no that's the 35 oh, that's pretty cool is that the in a four-year-old oh, I can see yeah. it. The one where you've got like 16 pictures of him. Yeah. Yeah, that's it. Yeah. So then that's pretty cool because... So he's, he, it's, his, it's his favorite camera, so I had to give it uh, to him. That's awesome. I have, to ask, I have to ask permission for it when I want to play with it. <laughs> <laughs> so then with the system you have for 35, because one thing I don't like about this matchbox setup is uh, the tension on the, the take-up side, you know, just 
once you wind it on, it's tight. But as soon as you let the pressure off of it, you know, you can hear it go vroom and just expand, you know. So you're saying that you'll be able to keep that tension on the take-up side so that it doesn't, I guess it doesn't really matter. But Yeah. No, I will, yeah. And I, I can control as well the stiffness of the supply reel, if you know yeah. what I mean. I, I can adjust that so it's stiff enough so that once the film, like once you load the camera and, basically regulate the tension by by winding on you can um it'll 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 keep that same tension throughout the roll. cool oh that's exciting i oh, don't yeah, yeah. um i don't shoot i don't think i've really shot any 35 mil pinhole apart from sprock when we did that sprocket competition yeah i well, I, I like the I, one that i the one that i won i don't remember i yeah. um <laughs> I, I keep looking uh, sorry to mention ondu james in your presence but uh <laughs> John Scarland, who's uh, uh, mono blood, is he? Uh, he, he posts. Uh, he won't come on our show. I want him to come on because he, he he's, he's he's very active on Twitter. Um, uh, Corey, I think he's posting to the group as well. Mono blood, and he he's been using. I know who you're talking yeah, about. Yeah, yeah, he's been John. His name is. He's been using um, the Ondu one three five panoramic. Uh, which just produces pinholes, mm-hmm. and I don't know what kind of design they use. I don't think about it, but the results are great, you know. And I love that panoramic yeah. format, and I'm a bit of a sucker for panoramic pinholes, which is a bit gimmicky, really. But uh, you know. will yours, will your little camera, James? View, it'll be exposing the sprocket holes too. Yeah, well, the prototype, no, but I'm playing. I'm playing with the idea that, like, at the moment, it's uh, 24 by 36. You know, your standard 25 yeah. frame, but um. I think should I include the brackets or should I should I make it longer? I tell you, like, I tell you, no I tell you my what you what you should do, what you should do. I don't know. Either make a multi-format one, so it's either twice, you know, two to one, so that uh, two frames, and then also have the option of having sprockets yeah. or not. I don't know. I've no idea how easy yeah, this you is. Could do that. Yeah. <laughs> well, you'd have to have a mask. You'd have to, <laughs> no, not could, at all. <laughs> could, you not, could you not put a mask in when you want to shoot and take it out when you don't want to? I don't know. Yeah, it's just because of my because of the frame count, uh, counting. Yeah, uh, see, I have to put a gear in that that the sprockets right. the sprockets will turn, and then like one full rotation of that gear will, will be a frame. If you, if you shoot over the sprockets though, and you scan it, if you don't want the sprockets, you, you can, can just, just crop them out. Of course you can. Of course you yeah, can. Yeah. yeah, I might I might do that. Panor- but, um, as well as well as that, I've kind of I've 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 um optimize the focal length for that um you know for 36 millimeter wide frame and, uh, you'd be surprised at the results now with a with a 0.1 millimeter or 0.15 millimeter laser pinhole <laughs> and that 15 millimeter focal length it's pretty sharp it's it's, it's nice it's i nice. don't i don't think i could make a 0.15 or 0.1 pinhole with my good. with my little pin <laughs> I was very pleased with the result I got, which I calculate with a with a plastic ruler holding it up to the light. I calculate, oh, yeah. I calculate, it's about 0. 0.4 of a millimeter precisely. But precisely. Uh, it looks yeah, you'll get you'll get away with a lot with a big piece of paper. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, you mean you're not threatened by my move into uh, camera camera production? <laughs> not <James>? at all. <laughs> so that's that was like that's like a beer can, is it? No, it's actually beer, like six. No, I'll. Um, I have shared a picture of it. It's a, no, it's a Nescafe tin, and it's um, okay. but it's uh, it's not round. It's it's but it's not square either. It's got slight, ever so such slight curvature on the on the film plane, but only slightly. 
and it's yeah. got a great, very secure <laughs> lid. Yeah. And I um, I use I, some I, I use some the, brass brass shim, so none of this Coca Cola can stuff. Some very thin. Would it be fifty thou or something? I don't know. It's very thin uh, brass sheet. And then evil chutney. Jo- Joe Baker <laughs> sent me a little very fine needle set into. Fifty towers over a millimeter, you know. Well, that. it must be five hundred then. It's it's not a millimeter, James. I don't know. It's very thin anyway. I'll get it for you. Just curry, curry talk to James while I stand up. Okay. All right, James. So I'm excited about that little camera because I've never shot red scale on because I don't want to deal with flopping it around, you know. I just don't. Yeah, thirty five millimeter yeah. is a bit of a pain, but I just yeah, I I, I the last time I shot thirty five I think it was some red scale that I shot and I enjoyed it. So Yeah. And I just think it's a clever camera to have a side, you know. It's yeah. a nice little so this is, feature. Sorry, gents. This is 0. 0.005 brass shim. It's not a millimetre. Right. Anyway. So it's... Uh, 0. 0.005 is... Uh, millimetres. Tiny. So four, four tau is 0. 0.1 millimetre. Yeah, well, this is five. So this is, um, this is 5,000, isn't it? Yeah. No, like four tau is 0. 0.1 millimetre. Yeah, but what I've got... Like, are you measuring? Are you measuring in inches or in, in millimeters? I'm just reading what it says on the front. Point <laughs> zero zero five. And He's then reading it in inches. Okay. It must be no. It, it comes all the way from Chicago. It's K and S Engineering. So it must oh, yeah. be. So it's five thousand. Five. Yeah, five thousand of an inch. Is that right? Point zero zero five. Hmm. Five thousand. Yeah. That's so it. what I did, <laughs> what I did what I did with that? I got my laser. No, I didn't. I got my pin. And I gently rotated into the brass until I got a bulge at the back, and then I sh- I sanded it down at the back, and I got yeah, I got quite I got quite a nice it. result. But I, I, yeah, you will get a good hole like that, yeah. But I wouldn't feel too threatened if I were you, James. Andrew's <laughs> <laughs> Andrew's taking orders, so if anybody wants, to... <laughs> <laughs> no one off. Andrew Bartram pinhole. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So then I um I then made a. a a shutter mechanism that I've patented, you'd be pleased to hear, for this camera, James, which is I cut another piece of this, uh, another cut, cut another piece of this this uh, brass sheet with a pair of kitchen scissors in yeah. a circle, and I made a hole through it, and um, with a little another piece of metal, I just made a, a, a shutter that I can just move out of my way with my fingers, and uh, it's it's even better than your shutters on your on your pinhole cameras james so don't go cop wow. don't go copying my design when you see it will you <laughs> yeah. oh and and uh, again I'll, I'll give away my trade secrets there's more yeah so the um the devices you use for holding the film in place you have to go to cine world uh, i don't know if you have you, you, cine world a chain of cinemas in the uk uh Corey. And you, oh, I'm familiar with them. Yeah, you, you, you buy some, you don't buy them, you pinch some coffee stirrers, little plastic stirrers, and these are, um, these are just the right shape to glue into the camera, and they glue in such a way that you can fit the film or the paper underneath them, and they don't, uh, oh. and, they, and they act as film guides or holders. So, uh, yeah, you, yeah, I'm giving you all my secrets, James. I don't want to see you going into production with my design, okay? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, yeah, projects. I'll just give you. I wrote a couple of things down. Uh, what else have I? Oh yeah, there's the uh, so the 35 millimeter. I told you about the improved loading. I told you about. 
uh, uh, 3D printing. I have a 3D printer on order, so that's going to oh. give me some new uh, some new options. Cool. Uh, Everybody's buying 3D printers, yeah. aren't they? They're becoming they're... ubiquitous. Yeah, yeah they're, they're, the the price has really come down, and the and the quality of the prints has uh, really gone up. Like you can get you can get a printer for around 200 uh, 200 quid yeah. now. Like mm-hmm. that that will give you some. Uh, some good results. Simon, Simon, so, yeah, Simon so Forster just got one for bought it for him for himself for Christmas. Hmm. Yeah, cool. Yeah, I can't wait to have it delivered. It's going to be a cool uh, new toy to play so with. So, what, uh, what can you do with the three D printer? I mean, what can you can you just components for cameras? Just or? for making parts and even even just like yeah so i have a cnc router and a, and a lathe and it has you know saws and all kinds of stuff but if it, you know if you want to make anything that has a complex geometry like something curves or you can even make like plastic springs and right. springs uh just things like that that you just you just can't machine from a flat piece of uh yeah. a piece of material or uh or turn from a round bar you know you can you can do everything everything in between i have a project as well that I don't know is it ever going to be uh, something that I that I make as a as a as a product, but it's a project that I've been kind of working on on and off for a couple of years, and it's a six by seventeen swing lens uh, camera. That's, oh wow! So, um, How are you going to do yeah. that? Holy cow! Yeah, I'm going to do a lot of it with a three D printer, but um, well, not, I'm going to do the kind of, the kind of complex. Bit with the 3D printer and the rest, it'll be it'll be similar. It's, gonna have, I imagine it'll fellows? be similar. No, this is going to be a shift. Sh- <laughs> well, it'll be a bit like it'll but be a bit like a Horizon, mm-hmm. won't it, or a Wide Lux yeah. sort of thing? Yeah, I'll give you the rundown on it now. It's I've I've ordered a. I'm going to try my first try is going to be with an Agfa isolate I've ordered an old isolate that has an Apatar 85mm so it's an 85mm camera and I'll be able to use the um, the T or the B setting to, to, to open the lens and like so this this lens will be mounted on kind of, this is the thing I'll have to make up with the 3D printer mm. like mounted on a, we'll say mounted on a disc that has like a shaft above and below and then that shaft will be turned by, I'm probably going to use stepper motors, but I'm going to integrate into the design shift as well, so you can shift up and down. Uh-huh. Because I love uh, swing lens cameras, but I don't like that you have to, um, you're stuck with, you know, the, the old problem of the horizon bang in the middle of your images, <laughs> or, you know, curved um, Yeah, you have to, you, with, with the horizon camera, which is a load of fun to use, and every time I press the button, I smile. Yeah. But... It, even I was shooting out in the countryside where I live, James, and and I was shooting. I got the I got the camera on a tripod, and I got the little spirit level, um, so the camera was as level as I could get it. And what I didn't take into mm-hmm. account was across the top of the uh, frame, oh, across yes. the top of the frame. Oh, talking about that on the last podcast, weren't yeah, you, Alex? that's it. So it had a it had a yeah, telegraph yeah. pole wire going across the top, and of course the horizon was straight, but the telegraph mm-hmm. pole had turned into a semicircle. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> what are you going to yeah. do? That's it. So I think if you have a camera like that, you just embrace the distortion, maybe. Yeah. 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 I, um, you know, somebody that I, uh, I found them. I mean, they've been around for a while making cameras and stuff, but, um, 
there's a are, are either of you familiar with um rank ranka cameras spell it for me r-a-n-i-c-a underscore p-r-o-s-t-a prosta ranka rancia yeah i've come i think i've come across yeah. it yeah 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 Pinhole camera. yeah yeah he um yeah he's i'm looking at his stuff he has here and he has he started putting magnets in the bottom of his so he doesn't even have you don't even have to carry a tripod you can just like stick them to something metal you know a cool. box or whatever yeah like yeah, yeah. they're like kind of built in. and his shutter it works almost like a camera like off to the edge it has a shutter lift and you lift it like almost like a winder i don't know it's kind of weird I'll have to. I'll put a link yeah. in so people can check them out because they. Uh, hmm. That's pretty cool to have the. I never thought about putting magnets in the bottom of it. You know, so Rang, like, Ranica Cuba. There's a. I found a link. Ranica, yeah. yeah. Oh. But anyways, I don't know. I thought it was pretty cool. I've never seen uh, magnets in it for it to stick to something. I don't know. I'm so easily amused. I guess. Oh. <laughs> yeah. So. So, what have you been you've been doing a lot of um cyanotype stuff change where you've always been doing it a lot but you, you and andrew were talking about it and andrew was complimenting uh how you're getting such good results so what are you doing to get such good results i'll tell you now <laughs> um i thought for sure andrew would have yeah, chimed so, in because normally if i start to say anything about cyanotypes he jumps right in you know but he's eerily quiet are you there Andrew? i am yeah okay yeah. so there we go. <laughs> it's a new a new year and a new me <laughs> the quiet Andrew. <laughs> yeah so i don't know if you have my flicker there but i up, i uploaded a few there recently um over, i think it was friday i put some uh some of my more recent ones up oh, i was on instagram but i'll but, open uh, up flicker as we talk i don't know what flicker is no you're not a flicker fan i <laughs> I've been posting regularly onto Flickr. Yeah. So yeah, if you my, just go Flickr James Gear and you'll see. My problem with Flickr is I have over a thousand page. pictures right now that I want to put up and I don't want to pay, so I'm just not. Well, you have to pay and up. support them. Because <laughs> it's a great, it's a great tool. There you go. If if uh, Instagram James. doesn't get away from uh, all Ooh, the commercials perfect. and all the Facebooky stuff, I might just go start doing that. And not even do Instagram anymore. Oh, James is. Oh, I thought you'd captured men at work, but that's a statue, isn't it? <laughs> I think two guys with flat caps with. Um... Can you hear me? Hello, James. No, I've no, we can hear you, mate. <laughs> can you hear us? Yes, can we you can. Hear me? Yep. Can you hear us? Anyway, he's gone. There you I go. I can hear you. Yeah. 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 Now he's gone. Now he's gone properly. You have to send him another link, Corey. Yeah, just keep talking, I, Andrew. I've um, I've called up James Guerin's Flickr site, and yeah, you really should uh, get behind Flickr because you know it's a it's a it's a wonderful place to view images and to view them as they should be viewed. And up close and personal. Well, I mean, I've got a fairly big screen; it's a couple of feet wide. And hey, buddy, what? Yeah, I've got a bigger screen than you, mate. You probably do. And did you see this one James did of a cassette tape with all the with all the cassettes spooled out onto the paper? That's my favorite picture. I love that one. Did you see that? He's got that's his latest one on on the Flickr site. You there, James? 
I'm here, yeah. Can you hear me? Okay. Yeah, yeah, I was just telling Corey okay. that he should get behind Flickr because you've posted these pictures. We love that one with the cassette tape all unspooled. That's my favorite. Yeah. I love but that. But the, 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 you, you, you produce some very, very delicate cyanotypes. That's probably the way for me to describe it. There's one I'm looking at which may be, um, I don't know whether it's the side of a swimming pool or the side of a wharf with some steps yeah, and then a, like a, a sign or something in it. And it's just so delicate. That would be the way I would describe it. Yeah, that uh, that picture actually those um there's a set of there's a set of photos there. There's um the one beside it of the frozen benches. Mm. That picture, the crow, you see the crow on the, the frozen uh, rail? Yeah. And yeah, then, yeah. And then the two dockers, the two workmen. That all those pictures were taken within like two minutes of each other. Yeah, um, yeah it was Christmas Eve two thousand and ten and it was like minus ten degrees. Oh my god! I was driving past the the, the the two dockers, and I said, "I would like they're all frosted up." I said, "I have to get out," and I had my isolate on me, loaded up with uh, I think it was either Acros or Neopan four hundred, and I shot those because uh, it was so cold. I wasn't staying out for too long, but it was like it was like a perfect storm. It was just pictures presenting themselves one after the other. Those conditions, yeah. those conditions are worth their weight in gold, aren't they? When you get on a roll, you get yeah. in the zone. You, you get in the zone, don't you? Yeah, but that one with the with those the three elements, like the steps down. That's the, the Shannon River behind it, but with the fog, you can't see it. Like it's, and uh, it just makes, makes the picture yeah. because it just isolates that little scene, like that, that you wouldn't get if you had the river and the other side of the bank and everything else going on. It's just. So James, you, you you would have if these were made in two thousand and ten with your Agfa isolette or something, you'd have had six by six negatives. But you're not. Were you using these negatives for the cyanotypes, or are you making digital? No, negatives? I only started cyanotypes uh, last year. No, I and I you know I use I use digital ne negatives. Mm. Right, so we were. Yeah. Even, even if, so, like... sorry, carry on. Sorry, uh, even the if you look next to the daisies, there's there's a picture of a tree, just kind of a lone tree in wintertime. Yeah, mm -hmm. that was shot on my eight by ten pinhole, but I created a, like a smaller digital egg, so I, like I reduced it to print that mm -hmm. picture. Right. So those those pictures are eight by tens, so the the the, the exposed area is probably they're probably five by five inch prints on an eight by. So James, we had a little discussion off air about digital negs, and it's a it's a an area we haven't really touched on. And I know there are folks out there making digital negs. I've got one or two books that give you methods, and I look at them and think, I just can't be bothered yeah. with it all, really. <laughs> so yeah. I go and I go and find some negatives that look I think will work well, and they either do or they don't and if they don't i just move on but if you want to make some nice work and you want it repeatable then i guess you go down the digital neg route so what what have you discovered to help you in this process james yeah i'll tell you well the, for, the advantages are you can um you can print multiple negatives like it and and you can yeah. okay like if your original negative you're not too happy with it you scan it you scan it you can edit it and you know print and edit it negative so you can you know you can take it into photoshop and tweak it whatever way you want you can um and then like i said you can enlarge or you can reduce the size of it obviously um you, you sent me a link so to I, uh, that website yeah, didn't I, sent you, with... I sent you a link to chart throb and i'll just give you a kind of a rundown on the process of creating a digital negative 
So first, first thing you need is uh, an inkjet, an inkjet printer. And I went out and I bought a used uh, Epson stylus 2100 just for digital negatives. And I, I think it cost me about, about 100 euro. For ink stand, the inks are very important because when you're buying, like and when, when manufacturers are selling in inks, they're selling inks to create um, color photographs. So you print your, um, you know, you just print a regular inkjet photograph and they don't, they don't really give any credence to the UV blocking capabilities of the uh, of the inks. Mm. So, like for example, like you might have a six a six color set of inks, and you think, okay, the black is the darkest one that's going to block the most amount of UV light, but yeah. it doesn't turn out that way. So like the yellow might might often be the the most UV blocking um, color. Because you have to remember, like you're exposing, like if you're printing the cyanotype, it's the UV light that's doing the exposing. Mm-hmm. So your ink has to allow all of it to print um, to print black, and allow none of it to print white. Do you get me? Mm. Yep. Yeah. So to find out how your printer prints, you the first thing you do is you just um, okay, you open up whatever what you want to print in in Photoshop. You invert it. So you know. Yeah, I can do that bit. Then that's about as far as I get. You can do that, and then and then you need that. You need that acetate with one side frosted. So I'm using a 3M CG 3460. It's called, but there's other people swear by other ones, but that one works for me. I think I just had some old overhead projector. Yeah. Remember those film, yeah. which is just clear on both sides. I think. Yeah. yeah, I tried that as well. It doesn't work. You need the you need the frosted one. <laughs> I've given up already. But carry on. You print on the frosted side, and it's like it'll dry quickly on that, and it, it retains um, resolution. Oh yeah, just another thing on resolution: you want to print at 360 DPI. That works works well. Mm. So you yeah. print your first your first acetate, just with with the, letting the printer do what it wants. Um, okay, sorry. Your first acetate should be this uh, step wedge from the chart trap. Um, the Chartrob resource, right? So the Chartrob resource is, it gives you a step wedge with a hundred little boxes and number one is pure white or pure black. So just in case folks white. didn't get, sorry, James, just in case folks didn't get mm-hmm. that, that's Chart, C-H-A-R-T, throb, like heart throb, but Chart, exactly, throb, T-H-R-O-B, yeah. yeah. Yeah, I'd never heard of it, but yeah. I, it looks a really interesting yeah. resource. So carry, carry on anyway. So yeah, so you, you print that, that um, step wedge from, chart throb that's your first negative so that you're printing the chart from chart throb right and then in, on that uh, in that chart throb uh, site as well they give you a, a photoshop um it's a photoshop action or whatever that you can you can download it and stick it in your um in a photoshop folder and that'll run directly from photoshop then so what you do you print that um first negative of the uh, of the step wedge you print your cyanotype from it with you know with your um, standard exposure time or whatever, you, you kind of have to have an idea of a good exposure, uh, you know, before, before you go into that, mm-hmm. before you do that step. You know, you, you, you want to know how to, how to print a, a decently exposed uh, cyanotype print. So, you print you, so, so now you've got a cyanotype print of your step wedge. What you do then is you scan that, you open it up in Photoshop, you crop it, you know, you crop out... Um, what you don't need you just you just uh, crop the the chart part of it and then you run that photoshop action and what what 
what that's going to do is create a correction curve for your printer. Mm. Because more often than not, you print your printer's sanitized from the step wedge and you have like um, maybe maybe cell number one, one to 30 might be just pure black. And then all your range happens over maybe 20 boxes where you want your range to happen from one to 100. You know, you want a slight difference between each box. Yeah. So what that correction curve is doing is just kind of spreading your range so you have a nice range of tones. And uh, so that's what, that's all I did. So I, I, I did that once. I generated my curve. So now when I, when I go to create a sanitite print, I, I, I open an image. I edit it the way, the way I want it to look. And then, and then before I invert it, I apply this um, correction curve to it and it makes it look like crap. You think this is never going to print nice. And then uh, invert it and print it, and then the negative that you get might mightn't look great either. But when you print the cyanotype print, the cyanotype print magically looks great. Like, hmm. well, hmm. the proof of the pudding's in the eating, isn't it? And I've, you know, the stuff you you share is uh, is uh, is yeah. uh, fantastic. Yeah, yeah, and that that one with the tape obviously is is a photogram. I just laid the tape down yeah. on it and ripped out the. Um, the inner t- <laughs> the tape. <laughs> yeah, yeah. When you when you ripped the tape out, did you do it angrily or were you just very gentle and just kind of <laughs> <laughs> I ripped it out very gently, but trying to get it back in it was angrily. <laughs> you have to have a pencil with an eraser. In the, yeah, I don't know. Pitch it on one side and you twist it with the other one. <laughs> it got twisted it got twisted somewhere and in the end now I've just been like shoving it into a box <laughs> with, oh, a, with right. a tied it up the tape. I think, if, a I think if folks want to see uh, I'm assuming this is still the same process you're using. I'm looking at uh, an image, James, which I, I'm, I'm, I'm guessing is pinhole because you've got some of those light speed clouds on there. And it's, uh, I'm just trying to describe what it is. I don't, has it got a title? It's, it looks like a citadel on top of a rock with a, with a church on the very top of it. Oh, yeah. It's next to the, the close-up of the Eiffel Tower image, is it? There's a close it's, of the it, Eiffel Tower yes, it, on the it's, left. Ne- it's between the Eiffel Tower and some daisies. <laughs> yeah, that's uh, Mont Saint-Michel. Mont Saint-Michel, yeah, I did wonder. Now, you've got just a, an incredible range of delicate tones in there, and it's and it's printed on Berger... Cot 320. Yeah. yeah, and that's, uh, that's a digital file. That's actually digital infrared. If you look at the trees, you can see that they're kind of glowing in white. Oh, yes, oh, of course. Yeah. That's, that's even that's better. Yeah. I'm, I'm even more impressed now. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yes. I shot that on a, an old Canon 5D yeah, with a with a R72 filter. Yeah. Uh, did, but So did you then make a corrected digital think, negative like yeah. you were just describing? Yeah, I did. That's it. Uh, yeah, did... So I guess even with infrared, did you? It doesn't look like you had any problems with saturation levels, you know? Because I mean, like the the trees are you know a different tone than what they normally would be, you know. I mean, did, it didn't have any yeah, problems no. adjusting. No, it didn't change. Like once you once you're happy, like when you get your process down, your um, the image that you're looking at, we'll say in Photoshop or on on your monitor, that's pretty much what you're going to get in the cyanotype print if, if right. you do the process right and you generate your 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 adjustment curve but yeah hmm. it's cool because you only have to do that once you know you just have to 
take the pain once and once you have your curve it's it's there and it's saved and you just apply it to any image and you print your negative and it's great because you can you can make as many prints as you want from the negative and i file the you know i just have like a, an a4 binder with the you know the plastic sheets and i stick my negatives in there and i just put a white sheet in behind them with notes like exposure time and whatever else and right. uh, and as well, something that I found useful for cyanotypes. If you if you look at my recent ones, they're 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 a consistent size, and the border is quite nice. The border it just has a little bit of mess on it, which I like, but they're not yeah. crazy messy. As I, I made um I made temp I made coating templates, so I have like a plastic sheet, and I cut out um this five by five inch square. And so when I'm coating, I lay that down on my uh, on my paper, and I and I coat it. Uh, like I, I double coat it, so I'll coat it and I leave it dry and come back the next day and coat it again. But when I lift the, uh, when I lift my um, my template and put it down on the next one, it, it stains the next one a little bit, and you can see the edges are have the little, uh, yeah, little blobs on them. And I like just that. enough though, it's just enough. Yeah, <laughs> they're neat, but they're they're neat, but they still have that handmade look. So yeah. yeah. Well, it's yeah. very kind of you to come and give all your trade secrets away. I have to say. Yeah, but you're no, you're no, a lovely you're you've always been a lovely generous man like that and uh, so that's great we I, I love it and when I when I get a, a computer that isn't a work computer at the moment I have a work laptop and the IT people just have tied it down so tight I can't add anything do anything to it so I do need to when I finally um, move into the world of not working properly full time I'll get my own computer right. and I'll try. You are you going to need one to? I am going to need one. Yeah, I'm practice what? designing your neck tattoo. Yeah, it says retired life. No, well, <laughs> for, you know I'm not retiring. I can't afford to retire, but at some at some at some point I am moving on to other pastures. It was meant to be the end of December, but uh, yeah, wow. I haven't I haven't made the move yet. James, yeah. uh, going back to your double sided uh, camera. Camera, yeah. Um, I don't know if you. Well, I've lost it now. Oh, there, Instagram. Marcus uh, Kessler, who's been, he's uh, he's been on our show, Folk Pinhole Works on Instagram. He's just doing a. It's not Kickstarter, but it's crowdfunding for his book uh, called Uniform Urbanism, and he talked a little bit about this on the show last year. Right. But he's using a. He's using a. He's using double-sided Fuji X-ray film, which, of course, has an emulsion on both sides. And what he's actually doing, he's exposing it on both sides. He's opening one pinhole and the other. And he's getting this, and he's doing it in an urban situation. And he's getting all sorts of images that are slightly different to it. Well, they're looking different ways, but they're blending. They almost look like reflections, but they're not they're reflections. They're really cool. <laughs> they're not reflections. Wow, they're they're <laughs> they're two different images so recorded, recorded recorded at the same yeah. i don't know whether they're at the same time i think they are i think he's doing it at the same time i'm not sure uh, no i think they're different because one of them is completely silhouetted and the other one is exposed so well, they're all they're all kind of a bit different if you go onto marcus's instagram site marcus kessler k a e s l e and uh he's uh he actually hasn't got that many of them up there. He's got uh, there was a few. Yeah, there are a few yeah. there now. Uh, but there, he's also got this. If you if you Google him as well, you'll find his German Kickstarter. It's not called Kickstarter. It's uh, oh there, yeah, start startnext.com. On his Instagram page, he's got a link to it. 
www.startnext.com. There's some weird uh, feedback going on. What are you doing, Andrew? Yeah, not me. Yeah, so he's got this. Uh, it's called. He's got this website on startnext.com. It's all in German, but uh, I think you can probably get it translated. And he's got a little video there explaining what he does. Sorry, someone's trying to call me here. So, uh, mother... it's James. I know. How dare they Sorry, try and James. call you in between? Well, we're, we're interviewing you. Don't you don't don't they know who you're talking to? <laughs> the king of salt is on the line. Yeah. Start. So check out. So as soon as you mentioned double sided, double pinholed cameras, Marcus. Uh, Marcus. Yeah, that built, sounds amazing. I definitely check that out. Check check that out because that's great. Because you know we you and I use that double sided, and Corey does as well the X ray stuff. But ne- it would never occur to me to actually use both emulsions to make an image. Yeah, wonder how he's doing it. Is he exposing one and then pulling it and then flipping it over? I don't know. We'll have to have him back on and ask him. Yeah, yeah. That seems like it will get frustrating. I guess not. Just shoot it and take it home and take it out and flip it over and then just take it back out. Well, no. Well, no, because he's using a camera with pinhole on. So, however, however, he's holding the paper in the middle. It's he's exposing onto one side, which must be. But you'd think that would be exposing on the other emulsion as well. Yeah, I, I don't. I don't know. Maybe yeah, it's, it's it is. All, it's... It is exposing on the other side, but it's it's a lot. Um, you know, yeah. it's um, it's a lot lighter on the other side. So, mm. so then it's... I, I'd say it must be a kind of a balancing act to, yes. to get even. Maybe you're exposing harder on the second hit. I don't know, but well, that's that's what I was saying. Yeah. If you mm. look at the pictures, once one of the exposures looks like it's, it almost looks like it's a negative, and then the other side, it, it the the trees are like silhouetted, like he's adjusted the exposure. You know what I mean? Like nice. one side, one one set of trees is completely white, like it's the negative side. Ah, uh, no, you know, no, yeah, completely I don't, black. They're like not, they're uh, not the ones, though. You see, I don't think. Uh, no, they're not the ones, Corey. The ones are in are cityscape ones. If you go to at the top of his Instagram page, Marcus Kessler, yeah, yeah. he's got this link to startsnext.com yeah. called Uniform yeah, Urbanism, and it's all done in cities. And if you if you uh, and you can play the video, I wouldn't do it now while we're recording. But you can play the video, and it talk, and it's in English, I think, somewhere. And you and it talks about using um, X-ray film with two emulsions and a camera with two pinholes. And it's these oh. these ones that look like shop window reflections. That's what oh, he's using it for. Oh, okay, never mind. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. That's okay. Your apology accepted. I'm sorry, Andrew. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But anyway, however, however he's doing it, and whatever witchcraft he's employing. He's using a camera with two pinholes, which is we're very excited that uh, James is also making one, and yeah. and the red scale because I'm a great red scale lover, and I just go and wind it backwards myself, you know, and use it. But uh, I love this idea. What, what an awesome idea! Yeah, um, hopefully I'll have it out um, in the next few months. Uh-huh. I just want to refine it. I'm not, you know, I've made a mistake before of uh, kind of releasing cameras before I had really um, tested on. You know, yeah, not so much tested them, but refined them, and having oh, to make changes you. afterwards. Right. Then, like, well, so. if you can prize them, you know where to send your prototypes. But you'd have to pri- no, not pri- him. You don't send it to him. You send it to me. You'd have to prize <laughs> it out of your hands of your kid first. <laughs> yeah. No, I actually, I actually intend to send maybe three cameras out to people to test out, but with the stipulation that they're that they'll um, they'll get results back to me um, 
you know, within a, within a few weeks. I don't want to, yeah, you yeah. know, I'm still I'm still halfway through the role three months later, like kind yeah, of thing. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't blame me for that. Sure, you don't want to send those. Yeah, to, you, you don't want, want to send those can, to America. You can be a, a beta <laughs> tester for me if you want. I'd love. Yes, I'd love to. Because uh, no, I'm sh- talking to you, Andrew. He's talking. No, no I, think, I think I think yeah. I think to me. I think it's Corey's turn, Andrew. Is it? <laughs> Yeah, send it to him. He's, 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 uh, Corey's, Corey's much more skillful than me. Send it to him. <laughs> uh, too much. Yeah. All right. Well. So it's all very exciting, isn't it? I've got um, this is going to get this could be an expensive year. It's a good job I'm still at work. So I've got um, we've got the six by seventeen with this with the new winding mechanism. That's to look to look forward to. Mm-hmm. We've got a red scale thirty five millimeter camera, mm-hmm. and then. Um, if if he can manage to do it the four by five film uh, camera as well, if he gets enough people showing interest, yeah. I'm sure I'll make a batch this year. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I really like that camera actually. That four by five. It's just um, it's the, probably the nicest camera that I make to, to hold in your hand, like with the, with with the wood and the wood grain. It's just yeah, sure, definitely. It's, um, it's I like nice mine. The only thing I don't lump. like about it is I've completely fallen out of love with dealing with the film holders. I just, uh, I yeah. Just, <laughs> you like, like you like the like you the, like one sheet in, don't you? You know. And... I like the box and box. Not only that, mm. but I'm I'm if I go out with you know two film holders and you have four shots, you know, well, I'm just going to go ahead and bracket the second shot since I have it out. You know, mm. then you end up with two pictures of the same thing or three pictures of the same thing, and you mm. know, you just kind of. I kind of yeah. got to a point now where I trust the film that I shoot with, and I know that I mean, you know, pretty much what you're going to get, you know. So, I I like having that one shot with me, and then I'll just take that one shot, and then that's it. I just, you know, uh, one shot cannon. That's what we'll call you. That's what that's me. One shot <laughs> dead cannon. eye, dead eye cannon. <laughs> <laughs> Bullseye cannon. Bullseye cannon. Dead yeah. eye cannon. So I like that. I like that boxing box design. I do not like filmers. Although shooting using the, uh, if you shoot with that Ilford Ortho film, you can load it and unload it uh, under the, you know, the red light. So that makes it so much easier. Yeah. As far same as, as dealing with, yeah. yeah, as far as dealing with the holders, you know, so not having to find yeah. the tabs and, you know, whatever yeah, yeah, bag yeah. and it gets frustrated. Then, then we, then you get the dreaded film bag sweat, you know, Ah, uh, yeah. Well, yeah. You, I'm in the dark room, so it's easier. Yeah, I don't have a dark room, Andrew, so I have to use. Yours went moldy, didn't it? It did. I had to take it down. I got tired of. I spent more time trying to keep it prepared and going than I was able to like even go in there and do it. You know, so I just was like, "This is pointless. I can't put any more energy into it." So maybe one day something will happen, and I'll be able to. I still have all my stuff. I just wrapped it up and put it in my storage unit. You know. Mm-hmm. And every time I go in my storage unit, it just stares at me like, oh, you're coming to get me? I'm like, no, not today. Sorry. <laughs> Please let me out. Although technically, I could probably just mix up, uh, you know, like a, a liter of each of developer, you know, my developing chemistry, go to the storage locker, leave the lights off, uh, just bring my little red torch headlamp, uh, you know, and set it up in there and just do a couple prints real quick, you know, if I really just absolutely had to do it, you know. Because it's pitch black in there. There's no lights in the storage. You know, it's just a big long hallway. Yeah. I don't know. And that sounds like that's <laughs> aggravating to me. 
Yeah, I think like you, you're just going to turn yourself off darkroom work if you if you kind of go at it with a you know you, you really need consistency and yeah yeah definitely you know because your your results are just going to be hit and miss and then you're just going to mm -hmm. go oh, at this yeah so. maybe I can start flying the Andrews to have use his darkroom for printing sessions. Yeah. Wait a minute. That means I'm gonna have to go talk to Andrew. No, I won't do that. <laughs> so eighty-one, eighty-one podcasts. That's impressive. That's it. That, that's eighty-one. Actually, a little bit more than that because these last couple of months we've been doing just one every other week instead of going every week. You know? Yeah. Well. Um, well, it's still eighty-one so, yeah, podcasts. What you mean is, yeah. at the time, it, you know, we've been in. Theoretically, we would have got up to about ninety by now, wouldn't we? I suppose. Yeah. It would have carried on doing weekly. Yeah. We might yeah, go back. No. To, we might go back to weekly if Corey. Yeah, I have a few. Like uh, I have a few to catch up on. I, I listened to uh, Alex's one um, during the week. Oh, that was a good, um, a good listen. Alex is a good guy. Yeah, man, he's a, he's a very he's a very uh, easily easy listening voice. You know, he's nice to listen to. And yeah, his chats on Japan, and he's uh, he's a good speaker. You think it, if yeah. you if you think his voice is easy, you should see him in those tight Japanese jeans he has. <laughs> well, you'll get uh, folks listening, right. folks listening, folks listening, and you, and you, James, you'll get the opportunity to meet Alex if you want to head back to your the land of your forefathers, James, and go, get yourself over to Dublin at, yeah, the, yeah, yeah. at the end I'm of April. To, I'm, hoping to, I'm hoping to get there. Are yeah, you? Yeah, yeah. Excellent. That would be great. We're, yeah. we're, we're Dublin's been a while since Ju I've been to Dublin. Julie and I are going on the Thursday and we're flying home on the Monday, so we've got quite a bit of time there. Yeah. What dates were those? I want to say that? something like the 26th of April, that sort of time, but I might be wrong. It's the okay. it's normally the last weekend in April, whatever that is, Corey. Yeah. So it's but, usually the yeah. monsoon season in Ireland. <laughs> yeah. Is around is what? You could the monsoon season. You can be guaranteed yeah. it's oh, piss rain every single day. No, yeah. we've arranged yeah. we've arranged sunshine. It's fine. <laughs> you paid for the sunshine option? Yeah. We upgraded. Mm -hmm. <laughs> yeah. Oh, good, good for you, then, Andrew. You can come too. <laughs> I think I'm going to be, I'm going to be. Uh, I think I'm going to be in uh, at the Gutterman Mike Gutterman Cave, the Gutterman Man Cave, because that's, uh, that's the worldwide pinhole weekend. I think next to the last is he, weekend. Is he? Um, what's he? Is he holding an open day or something? No, um, um, John, uh, who is. Probus Photo mm -hmm. uh, contacted me. He was on the show in the very beginning. John Gleason. Yeah. But he went, John Gleason, mm -hmm. yes. And he wants to do a um, a work a pinhole workshop for, you know, world, worldwide pinhole photography right. day. Uh, he invited me to come. So it just happens to be in the same, in Louisville, Louisville, Louisville Kentucky. Oh, yeah, Louisville, Kentucky over there. So. You uh, finally got a pinhole friend, Corey. We finally got oh, a pinhole we're friend. We're so yeah, pleased John, for you. John's my pinhole. Bless you. So I get to go and hobnob with all the other pinholers, you know. And uh, I'm planning on getting drunk at Mike's house and completely trashing. Well, his uh, house. you need to you <laughs> need to do a pod, you need to do a podcast, either record an outside broadcast or get, yeah. get drunk and go online and get uh, Gutterman to do a podcast with you in it. Yeah, I'm. I'm definitely gonna uh, do something, and maybe I'll be on his show uh, while I'm there. Mm -hmm. I don't know. We'll see. Mm. Excellent. But yeah, something like that's gonna happen. So yeah. So I think John wants to do. Uh, so if you're in, 
in that area, um, come check it out. I'll uh, get some links up and we're going to have a, he's found a place that is going to let him set up a little makeshift dark room. Mm-hmm. So we're going to be building cameras and um, mm-hmm. I think he's going to be uh, getting some paper or some direct positive um, and we're going to make cameras and then we're going to go out and shoot them and then, cool. you know, come back and develop Excellent. them and stuff. So yeah, it'd be cool. Yeah. yeah, something I didn't mention as well. I've been toying with the idea of making a kid camera so people can make their own camera, you know? Yeah, out of wood or? Yeah, I haven't or... decided yet. If I could do it out of wood, I would. But, I, you know, I'd cut all the bits on the on the router and then, like, people would just have to um, just break them out like an old, you know, those old Airfix models, you know? <laughs> you, you break mm-hmm. out the parts, cool. <laughs> glue them up together and fit your pinhole and all the bits and bobs. That'd be fun, man. Yeah, right. it would be That'd nice be to do it because, like, for me, like, what takes up most of my time is is the assembly, you know, and it's uh, right. It's fun the first uh, the first three hundred times, but after that, it gets a bit old. <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll come work for you and just sleep in a tent out behind your shop, and you can. I'll come oh, over with a carrot. Cory, pay me in beer. You can pay me. Cory hasn't has got good, the dark room. <laughs> Corey hasn't got a passport, but I have a passport and a caravan, so we can come over and uh, oh park in your drive. Oh, God. So watch out. So that, this is the second person I've warned that if you look out your window and you see a, a little American Ford car pushing up a, a caravan, don't answer your door. Call the cops. Is it true you don't have a passport, Corey? I don't have a passport. Okay. I don't. I know. There's two, there's two types of there's two types of Americans, James. There's those <laughs> with passports, and there's those without. And then there's the and ones who, who don't have. I was going to be I was going to be and rude and say part. something else, but basically there's two types. But for actually for for an American with no passport, Curry's quite um, you know he's quite enlightened. He, he seems a reasonable yeah. a reasonable American <laughs> considering he hasn't got a passport. Thanks. He's woke. <laughs> Yeah, that's right. <laughs> there's those who have passports, and then there's there's old dead eye can, and who doesn't? <laughs> doesn't. Yeah, yeah. I'd like to get over. Uh, my sister's made a few trips, so maybe I can go with her yeah. someday. Well, tell Where? her to tell her to look us up to the UK. She went there. Yeah, she went the last trip. She did. Um, I don't know. She went to Ireland. She did one of those, you know, twelve day uh, travel and trips, you know, with a group. Yeah. Uh, she went to uh, what are the cliffs in England? Uh, the the chalk White cliffs, cliffs of Dover. White cliffs, Dover. Dover. Yes, they went there and then they went on a hike up in the hills somewhere up, up in the the moorlands. I don't know what she calls it. Dartmoor. There. I don't know what it was. Could be Dartmoor. Maybe I don't know. They went out. See, Americans come. Cliffs, Americans like, come over here, and within about a week, they've gone from. Lands end to John O'Groats. That's about, it. and they just think nothing of it because, whereas yeah. you know, it's taken fifty odd years, and I've never been right up to the top of the UK. Yeah, yeah, you know? it's, the same, it's the same for me with Ireland. Like you meet people and they they, they <laughs> circle the whole country in a week, and you're like, been <laughs> <laughs> all right. So yeah, so maybe we'll see. So all right, Mister Cannon, Mister Dead Eye, One yeah. Eye, One Eye Cannon. When I can, when I... Yeah. Um, <laughs> sorry, that's something. Another phrase was occurring to me, but I shan't say it out yeah. there. Uh, any uh, communications from our uh, anyone who listens to this show, or any coffee donations you want to thank? 
Uh, let's see. Yeah, there's a few. Let me get. Um... We don't get emails, I do we? Haven't yeah. Maybe no, we don't have Maybe because you anymore. don't give the email address out. <laughs> oh, we have got a few, and I'll have to name them next time because I've. So if you've do- if you've donated, so coffee, coffee used to used to donate. Used to, I mean, they used to tell me who it was in the email, but now I have to go in. Oh, really? You don't uh, get notified and open the. Oh, I get notified that somebody's made in a donation, but then I have to go in and, and open it oh, up. Oh, so you don't care I'm enough in. to go and see which no, of our lovely listeners are, are are scraping and saving to give you money. You're so blasé about it. You don't even go and check. I don't care. I don't even care, mm. Andrew. I do not care. Well, I'll thank you. I'm, I'm, I'll thank, I I'll, thank whoever <laughs> whoever's given us money on coffee, Kofi, Kofi and Nan. Kofi. I'll thank you on Curry's behalf. Even though he can't be bothered to thank you himself, I'm behind. <laughs> I am behind. I'm sorry. Coffee's like uh, like pa- Patreon. Is that it? Is that? Well, is it's that not so formal. It's not so formal as that. You can just log on, and if you like the cut of our jib, you can uh, you can buy a cup of coffee, which is three three yeah. three dollars or three quid or something. You know, you can do one off. You can do one off, or you can if you're really if you're Whatever really keen, you, you can subscribe. Yeah. But you don't have to commit mm. to anything. And last year, we used it to fund the Lensless scene, didn't we? And we'll probably try and do the same this year, later in the year. Yep. But we'll get it printed. We'll get it printed and distributed from this side of the Atlantic this time. And I have some uh, some more to ship out. So if you haven't got one yet, come. Yeah, I was a bit confused about that because I met up with Piper the other week. And and he said, well, I didn't get a copy. And so I gave him him a copy of mine anyway. I said, oh, that's that Corey Cannon. He's useless. Well, I I had planned on having um, some stickers and stuff printed up with some design that are supposed to be uh, being made, mm-hmm. and I haven't. I've been holding out to try and get the designs, yep. you know, so I can include a sticker and some yep. stuff with it. But I think I'm just going to have to go ahead and just I think do so. it, and, and that'll have to be in. I think so. Is that, so. is that the same Neil Piper that you you give your cameras to on a regular basis, Andrew? That's that, him. Yeah, that yeah. And if you yeah, if you him. come to, you have to be oh, in the as well. Yeah, if you come to, uh, I've given him loads of stuff. He's he's like a he's a, a magnet for my rubbish. I've I, I dread to think the things I've given him, but I've given. He's got his master's degree now. He's a master. He? He's a master of photography, <laughs> and he's just started up a little group for people who want to shoot box cameras for a year, one one film a month in a box camera, same camera, and then at the end of the yeah. year, him and uh, Alex Purcell are going to select some images and make a zine. So I've signed up to the box camera group. Nice. Yeah, so he's... Oh, um, well, right. Neil was going to go to the Dublin weekend, but I think uh, maybe he won't be going because he's been told off by his wife and he can't go. Yeah. Something like that. I did, uh, so I'm thinking if, of box cameras. I, actually, solographs is a good idea for box camera. Yeah, I did one um, yeah. years back and he had a really, really nice result. Yeah, yeah, lumen prints and things, so you can put some maybe some color paper in and leave it out or something. Yeah. Anyway, but I think yeah, the idea yeah. of this is you shoot a roll of film and share results, or I guess if you want to use some other medium, but and then you share results each month, and uh, a roll a month, a roll yeah. a month, I think. So, yeah, cool. Yes. All right. Well, I think we can wrap it up. You got, you got anything else, Andrew? Don't think so, mate. No. James? No, I'm good. Um, <laughs> that's it for me, I think. Um, just, just to say well done to you guys for reaching like 
81 podcasts. It's uh, impressive, and uh, I enjoy it on a regular basis. So keep it up. Thank you. Yeah, thank you, James. I do. I do work very hard. Andrew just rides along on my on my coattail. Mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> yep, that's about the size of it. <laughs> So if you want to uh, check out James on Flickr or if you would like to go check out uh, James on Instagram so you can find the link for uh, his website so you can purchase one of his many different formatted panel cameras. Uh, James, you want to let everybody know where they can Yeah, you can find, find me on the uh, website uh, reality so subtle dot fr I nearly said point fr but dot fr <laughs> And uh, Flickr, if you search reality, so subtly you'll find me. Instagram, same. Uh, Twitter, the same. So that's pretty much mm-hmm. it. Well, I'm too. pleased you've finally got rid of that weird-sounding website anyway, because I could never remember what it was called. So <laughs> now, we know, just, yeah. uh, now we can just Google reality <laughs> so subtle and find your website. Yeah, and find it. Yep. Thank yep. you very much, James. So, it's been uh, yeah, thanks for a, coming. A real yeah, pleasure. thanks for the chat. Awesome. And. Hopefully, forward we look, for, look forward to perhaps meeting you in the flesh there in April, if you can in get Dublin, over to yeah, Dublin. Yeah. Be... It looks like there's going to be a load, yeah, of, people, a load of people going. Um, yeah. Interesting. What yeah. is it in Dublin again? In Dublin's Fair City. Where... Yeah. What, what was the occasion? I mean, I can't remember. What... World well, well, Oh, yeah, okay. Oh, yeah, right, right. That's right. Come on, keep <laughs> up, sorry. Corey. It was in Boston, <laughs> Boston last year, wasn't it? Yes, it was. Yep. Yeah. All right. It's it's not actually Boston. it's not an official World Pinhole Day event because the the guys who run World Pinhole Day, this is something uh, you'll remember when Jaina and both Alex have spoken about it before on our show. It was mm-hmm. set up by those guys back in the day. I think their first meet up was Amsterdam, just a, a couple of mates meeting up, and it's kind of blossomed from there. And it's actually yeah, yeah, yeah. it's called the Great International um, Transatlantic Meetup, isn't it? Git Meetup. Right, and it was Norwich the year before, wasn't it? Yeah, that's your neck of the woods, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was in Norwich. That's. I went to Boston last year, but it was Boston in Lincolnshire. So, uh, oh, me, yeah, and, that, me yeah. and Neil Piper and uh, um, who else came? Oh, Jimmy and uh, Wendy Chapman. Yeah, yeah. Hmm. Cool, cool. Wendy Chapman. Right, well, this is one prolific uh, photographer, isn't she? She is. Yeah, she's yeah. good. Unreal. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, we will talk to everybody uh, next time. Yeah. And we hope everyone has a great week. Or two, maybe. Yeah. Well, Bye, everybody. All Thanks. The best. Bye. 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 Hey, everybody. Welcome back to the podcast, the greatest podcast in the universe. Jane, uh, James. Yeah, so I've messed that up. Hang on, let's do that again. <laughs> oh, we should leave it in. <laughs> okay, we'll start over.